M A I N M U M U Main Menu Main Menu Welcome to Main Menu for October 31st, 2009. I'm Jamie Paul. This week, part two of our iPod Touch demo, and then David Tanner interviews Sam Jasmine about a new audio dartboard game. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Alright, so I think we should be here. Now what this page is, is um, on the left-hand side, or on the right-hand side are categories, um, and on the left-hand side are app apps in that category. So, by default, it brings up the What's New category. The applications listed here have been recommended by visually impaired iPhone users. Some entries may include additional information. The applications select a category on the right to view its entries on the left. Some Windows screen reader users may need to read. Okay, so on the right. File management and trend. Okay, here's what we have. Dictionary and reference it. Color ident... Now, the thing about web browsing is it's really small, so you've got to be very careful in your... Clocks and timekeeping. In, in your movements. Select a category on the right. Clocks and timekeeping. Education and... Entered. File management and trend. Food and restaurants. Link. Games. Link. Finance. Link. Help in... Uh, games. Link. Let's click on games. Games. Link. It won't make a little web page loaded noise, it just refreshes. So, on the left. Kingdoms Lit. ESPN, ESPN Spell. Select a category on the right. Beep Beep. Link. Bing Bong Star. Link. I'm going to show you Moxie. I'm, I'm gonna look, we're going to look at Moxie, which is one that Darcy and I have been playing Brain a lot. ESPN, ESPN. Frogs and Hangman. Link. Jumble Word Helper Max Star. Link. Kingdoms Lit. Link. I'm, I'm just running my finger down the left hand side of the screen. Lifeline Star. Lifeline light. Low rific stuff. Low rific. Moxie free edition. Link. Let's click on that. Moxie free. Now, what it's going to do is it's going to launch the the App Store. App Store. Which is where all you can you can actually browse and download apps to the iPod from this this App Store. You can also do it on the computer, but it's a little bit easier actually to do it on the the iPod. So, on this screen is information about the app and we'll read about that. There's a weird bug in um, the Cana Canadian, we're using Darcy's iPod, there's a weird bug in the Canadian iTunes store. No wait, this, never mind. Moxie free edition, Blue Ox Technologies yeah. LTE. <laughs> there's a weird, uh, I wasn't sure if it was in this or the iTunes store, but there's a weird bug where it will read in the British voice instead of the uh, American voice. I'm not really sure why that is in the Canadian iTunes store, but that happens so moxie is a great strategic word game for months wordle has been my go-to word game but it's time to move that one down a page or two and make room for moxie boppy door adversity.com if you're a word lover like me and you moxie is a great strategic word game featured button see it shows you page two of eight moxie is a great strategic word game featured description button. um which is long and i don't know if we want to read all that Page three of eight. But I'm just scrolling the screen like I talked about before with the um, the sounds. Moxie is a great strategic word game. Page four of eight. Moxie is a great page five of eight. Moxie is a good featured. At the page Eventually, you get to a point where it shows other. See, there's a screenshot. Featured, but screenshot. Page seven of eight. Tell a friend button. You could click on that to email someone. 
42 ratings, 3.5 stars. Button. And you can read the reviews there. Screenshot. Company, Blue Ox Technologies, L. Tell a friend. And you can Button. read about the developer. Um, also, page, 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 page two of eight. Page one of eight. Moxie free edition. Blue Ox Technology free button. Where's where Rotate it says the free, item. Yeah, it says free button, and you can click on that, and it will download um, to the iPod, and then you'll have it, and you can play it on the iPod. All right, we're just about ready to wrap things up here, but before we do, I want to talk about a few things that we might have glossed over. Um, the first of these is it's important to know that the iPhone does not, or the iPod Touch rather, I keep calling it an iPhone even though it's it's a slightly different product. The iPod Touch does not multitask. Only one app can be open at, at any given time, and most of the time this, this isn't really an issue. Um, so when Holly was demonstrating Safari, when she clicked on the, um, the link for Moxie, Safari closed and the App Store opened. I don't, I don't know if that was, if you could tell that or not, but the App Store application opened. The next time she would go into Safari, she would be on the page where she last was, that the, um, the apps page. So it really doesn't matter that you can't have multiple apps open at a time, because wherever you are in an app, you'll be there the next time you, you go. The other thing that I, I, um, that I, I want to tell you about is the status icons that are at the top of every screen. These show you things, um, kind of, well, like, little, like status information. Like, if I touch the top corner of the screen. 100% Wi-Fi signal. There Stated we are. 126 PM. Status bar item. So there's the clock. And I'll just flick. 44% battery power. Status bar item. I know I'm at 44%. 126 PM. 100% Wi-Fi signal. Status bar item. And that shows me that my Wi-Fi, the time, and the battery status... iPod, status bar item. And not really sure what that shows you, but there's always the iPod thing on the on the screen. I, I guess it just shows that, that uh, it probably just says that it's an iPod. I'm not really sure what, what exactly shows in that status bar, but it's always there. And so you always have those icons no matter what um, what part of the screen you're on or no matter what, what um, app you have open or anything like that. There are a few apps um, that come with the iPod that we really didn't cover because um, they're sort of straightforward. Uh, you got Mail, which we didn't go into, but it's your standard mail program. You have your inbox and all your your folders and your messages, and it, it works the same way as you'd, you'd expect Mail to work. Um, there's a calculator app, which is really cool. Um, it it's like your standard calculator, um, but if you put it in portrait mode, it's your standard calculator, but if you put it in landscape mode, it becomes a scientific calculator and it has a lot more options and, you know, that's that's really cool to me because, you know, it can take it everywhere and have a calculator and things like that. Um, and contacts, which is like your address book, and um, if you have, when you first plug in the iPod, your contacts and things will sync over your contacts from your address book. So that's pretty cool to have those, you know, in a portable, a portable um, setting, and it'll show you like your, you know, the name and the address and phone number and all that stuff. So those apps are pretty cool. We just didn't want to demonstrate them because we figured they're pretty straightforward. Right. Another app that um, we didn't get a chance to show you 
but it's but it is kind of cool is the iTunes store. We showed you the App Store, but there's also um, another iTunes store where you can buy music or movies or um, you can um, I think you can subscribe to podcasts. I haven't actually tried. But what's what's neat about it is if if you decide you want to buy something on the iPod, the next time you sync your computer with iTunes, it will it will get added to your your computer's iTunes library as well. So you can go back and forth. You know, you can buy stuff on the computer and it will sync to your iPod. You can buy stuff on the iPod and it will sync back to your computer. So it's it's really cool and you can like like a lot of these um apps it's it's actually a simpler interface than the um, computer version. It's it's very very simple, very straightforward. A lot like the iPod window where you have the the buttons at the bottom and you select the different modes you want and you just you just browse browse what you're looking for. Um, we didn't talk about this, but the iPod Touch comes with um, a pair of earbuds and. They have, because the iPod Touch doesn't have a built-in microphone, so, and you noticed that there was a voice memos app. Um, the earbuds have a little controller, little remote control, inline control, um, with a microphone on it. And also on the control is a little button, and you can use that button to pause, rewind, fast forward. Um, and also, the iPod Touch has a voice control feature, and you can use that button to activate the voice control feature and, um... You can tell it, it has a few options. You can tell it to play certain albums and artists and that sort of thing. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, and it also has a volume button. And I don't know yet if you can get the inline control adapter that you could use with other headphones. I'm going to find that out soon. Um, but it's a pretty cool little control that, that the earbuds come with. Yeah, if you're interested in, in purchasing the iPod Touch, you should be able to find it anywhere iPods are sold. Um, the prices in the United States are $299 for the 32-gig version and $399 for the 64-gig version. Now, Apple does sell an 8-gig version for $199, but you don't want to get that because that is basically last year's model, and it doesn't have voiceover on it. So you're going to want to get either the 32 or the 64-gig iPod Touch. And I think that's actually going to wrap it up for our demo today. Um, thanks for listening, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments or questions, you can email us at show at darcyandholly.com. Um, also, if you want to check out our websites, they are www.darcyandholly.com. And the Screenless Switchers podcast is www.screenlesswitchers.com. And that's where we talk about all our Mac related stuff. The Darcy and Holly show is the one where you talk about more personal kind of chat stuff. So you can feel free to check both those um, both those websites out anytime. Uh, Sam Jasmine and Sam has come to introduce us to a brand new piece of equipment and she's going to give us Tell us all about it, demonstrate it for us, even give us some background on the whys and wherefores. And I am real pleased to have Sam with us. I've known Sam for more years than either one of us want to admit to, but that's that's okay. She's still young. I'm the one that's old. <laughs> so, uh, Sam, welcome to Access Talk and Main Menu and... 
I'm going to hand the mic over to you and uh, tell us all about your new product. Thank you, David. I am from Access Education is the name of the company. Access Education does generally does training on note takers and Braille and blah, blah, blah. However, we've stepped a little outside our realm to do an audio dartboard. Um, I will actually give you why we kind of did that. We, about, well, about 20 years ago, actually almost 20 years, just a couple days past to the day, um, Arachnid, a company called Arachnid, with the backing of either one or a couple blind people had this idea of doing an audio dartboard, one that spoke everything, not just triple, double, or single, but triple 14, single 14, and would call out things like 301, 501s, you know, count up, so you would know what game you were on. So um, they made about, I don't, I believe about between 50 or 75 boards, and the cost was a whole lot. <laughs> I am, it was over $1,000 board. Hopefully I'm not breaking any rules by saying that. But, um, <clears throat> and only a handful of them, like I said, were made. And what happened to those boards is a select amount of them got put in Minnesota. Um, some went to Chicago, some went to California, a couple went to the East Coast, and a handful of them, I believe, got sent over to England. And through the 20 years, now these were big arcade boards, big huge ones that you would see in a bar with the regular cabinets like other dart board boards have in the, in the bars. Um, but over the 20 years, the boards have dwindled. There are some amount of them left out there, um, but, you know, they've broken or have been handed to other people. Um, there is actually a group in the Twin Cities that owns about four or five of them, and various players I know have their own at home. But like I said, these boards are 20-plus years old. The companies won't touch them anymore, and the ways and parts to fix them are dwindling fast. <laughs> um, so, um, because I became, well, I've always wanted to do more of the dartboards. I've always wanted to see that done because I always thought that, number one, it got a bad rap to begin with. They, first of all, they, were, they only did the arcade ones. They were huge. And secondly, the cost was so much at that time that most people, I mean, let alone blind or not, wouldn't plunk down 1500 bucks for that particular product. Um, that's a pretty expensive game to want to play, <laughs> even if it's a lot of fun, which it is. Um, but now I think, you know, it's 20 years past. The electronics and whatnot are a lot cheaper. You can make things now much less expensive than you could 20 years ago. And um, so I thought, you know, we should really do some more dartboards. This time we should try out, try the home versions. Um, because the home versions actually have 
the right idea about that they're going towards. So they're just not there fast enough. They will say double, triple, um, bust. And they'll say, they'll tell you if you get a bullseye, they'll tell you if you get too many points. However, good luck walking up to one of them and setting up a game for three or four of your friends because none of the menus talk. Um, so it's virtually impossible. Not only that, the board doesn't beep when you push most of those buttons. So unless you can absolutely measure each one of your button pushes, and hope that it actually took, um, you'll be kind of in the dark, literally, um, trying to set that up. So we came out with, it's called the Audio Dart Master. And the Audio Dart Master is based on a 650 arachnid board. It's a, a couple revisions back from the latest, but um, it had some things that I wanted on it. First of all, it was a simple board, um, and it had one of the things that I thought was lacking in the original dartboard was that you could hit a, a 16, we'll say, or let's say you hit a 20, David. Well, I don't know how much you know about darts, but um, the single 20 has both an outer single and an inner single. so. It would tell you you hit a 20. That's all good and fine. But where was that 20? Was it on the outside or was it on the inside? And it might make a difference to what you're going to do next with your dart hand. Are you going to shoot lower? Do you want to try to you know, go for a double 20? Or do you want to try to go for a triple 20? To how much you moved. Um, but you would not know that unless you had a spotter or unless you stopped and um, walked up to the board felt it, and then had to go get relined back up. You know, that that wrecks your whole, you know, stance and, you know, blows your whole mode that you were in when you were throwing. So um, this one will tell you inside or outside. So we'll, we'll get to hear it. But that was one of the things I wanted it to be able to do. So we went with the 650 because it had enough pins for the matrix for it to do that. Um, the board is set up. It has um, about eight buttons on it. So it's pretty basic. Um, the buttons are kind of set apart from each other. And it has a help button, four arrow buttons, um, an unused button right now, a change player button, and a statistics button. So I can give you an idea of what those are for. But I think I'll turn it on first. Are you ready? Sure. Welcome to the Audio Dart Master. Let's play. Press up or down arrow to select number of players. Then press right arrow. One player. It's set on one player, but you can easily go up or down arrow and set your players to what you want. Two players. Three players. It goes up to eight players. And that's on the... On most dartboards nowadays, you can play up to eight players. Two, one, player. And select the game you want to play. Then press right arrow. 301. So right now, it's on 301. Um, but I can use the up and down arrows to move me through the different games. 501, 701, 901, cricket. 
This does have three choices of cricket, by the way. Um, something that was never even on the old talking boards. The old talking boards, by the way, had um, four, three games you could select from. Um, 301, 501, um, and also had a count-up game. There was also a practice mode, um, which was wonderful for the times. And now this board is has, an, I think, a nice selection of games that you can see on the everyday boards now in any bar that that has the same type of game, so you can compete with that. Around the clock. There's around the clock. Baseball. Baseball. Golf. Training mode. And we have our own little practice mode. Count up. So I think I'll demonstrate just in count up. That seems to be the <coughs> basic thing. Um, if a person forgets what they're doing or doesn't know how to operate things, there is a help key. That's one of the things that we have made available that should help people understand how to function around the board and how to play the game. So for instance, I'm sitting on count up. So I'm going to press help here, which is the leftmost key marked by an H. Try to get the highest score you can in eight rounds. Press help again for more information. Count up. So I told you to try to get the highest score you can in eight rounds. A basic help that tells you how to play the game. Um, if I press it again. The leftmost button is help. Help has three levels. The first press is context sensitive. The second press is navigational. The third press is the instruction manual. So I'm going to press the right arrow there. And I'm going to turn my volume down because it seems to have gone up a little from my thing. Volume eight. Vo volume six. Okay. Um, the volumes go from zero to nine, um, but I I had uh, I think it defaults to nine. <laughs> it came up kind of loud, um, and it does have an, a headphone jack on the side. So if you decide, let's say you're not quite happy with the volume of the internal speakers and you'd like to plug your own external speakers into it to boost it a little bit, let's say you have somebody who can't hear as well, or if you're playing in a louder room, you can do that. Bring a set of speakers, plug it into the side, and bingo, you have a much louder board. Um, so I did the count up. One of the things that you heard is that there's several levels of help. There's a context sensitive, so anywhere you are in the board, you can just press the help. It will tell you how, you know, what that key is for. The second level was um, for orientation purposes. So it would have gone through and told you that the help is the leftmost key, the down arrows, or I'm sorry, the left arrow is the key after that, the down arrow is the key after that. And it would go through and tell you kind of what each key is used for. Um, the third type of help we have on the board would be the instruction manual, meaning it will go through, at least in this area, and tell you how to set up the dartboard, how to mount it, how far the bullseye should be from the floor, which is 68 inches. Um, it will also tell you how far back one should stand from the board and whatnot. So players have numbers. Here's a players have numbers. This option 
will also let you do what some a lot of well at least the latest new dartboard will let you do and actually put in your new name or put in your name <laughs> into the board um, players have names. so you can actually go into the players have names and it will help you do that Select name for player one no. so there's different players that names that we've put in here for people that have played we can uh, Enter new name. guess what speech since that is David oh that's how I it just might be um, it just might be eloquence uh, not quite how about double talk? Oh, okay. <laughs> Haven't heard that in so long. We had to use some chip, oh, you sure, know, and that seemed sure. readily available. So um, that was the chip uh, I w we we chose. Okay. Um, so now we're going to go through. Now, enter new name. Okay, we're going to enter new name. Select letter. Space. A, B, C, D. D finished. Space. A. The finished. trouble folks <laughs> and the next um, thing that you heard was clock off now as everyone knows that usually who play darts is there's numbers all around the board 21 18 in a certain order um, some people don't you know especially if you're just learning to play the game don't have it memorized what number is where so if you have the clock on which you can shut on or off during any time of the game. Um, so if you have, let's say, three players playing, one player may want to go turn the clock volume option on so that it, they can hear 20, 12 o'clock. And another player says, might say, you know, I have already, I know where the darts are. I don't want to have it hear that. So they could turn it off. Um, so that's an option there. For right now, I think we can, let's try it. How's that? Clock on. All right. So there's your clock. And just remember the six is at the top. <laughs> That's where you are. The six is at the top? Where you are? I think <laughs> you have a 20. Or should. Close to you. Um, it's not quite setting up and down. So 20 should be at 12 o'clock. But I think you're, you're, it's a little angled from you. So I'm going to hit the button that starts the game. Round one. David. Yours. Score is zero. Throw darts. You want to hit something? You have to push harder. Double, 20, 12, o'clock, 40. Hey, you're not supposed to be that good yet. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. Uh, uh. Double, 12, 11, o'clock, 64. One more. Outside, 20. So you heard that it spoke all of your darts, giving them the clock approximation, and also where they landed, double inside oh, or outside. And um, it told you to change players because 
you can only shoot for three times. Oh. And if you do accidentally forget and not pay attention, like several players do, and say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, maybe I, you had another dart in your hand for some weird reason, you lost track and you shot, oh. it would just make that beep telling you, ah, nope, you've already done three. That's okay. enough. And so then you would hit the net, the change player button. Remove darts. Round two. David. Your score is 84. Throw darts. So that's how that works. The board will speak every game on here and give the rules for every game and the clock option. You can, like I said, we have it set on so it's giving your name right now, but you can also play by numbers so it would say something like player one, your score is. Okay. Um, you wouldn't, you know, a lot of times that's what you do set it up if you don't want to go through the trouble of setting up the names. But some people like to hear their names spoken. And it gives them a little better sense of, it's my turn, I'm not just player one. You might forget, mm -hmm. am I player one or player two? So that gives you a really good idea. Could you, could you uh, would it be asking you to get out of your outline too much, to maybe describe kind of how, for those people who may not be familiar with what uh, the dartboards look like and <laughs> the size and so forth. Absolutely. Kind of give a... Uh, an overview of kind of how it's laid out and so forth? Absolutely, I can. Um, I don't know if I can tell you how big, like, dimensions the dartboard is. I think most people have felt a dartboard, um, but there are, there are one, two, three, four, five, six concentric rings on the board. The first ring is, around it is a thin ring. It's the doubles ring. The second ring... And they're, they're kind of like pie-shaped pieces, especially the inner and outer rings. Um, the second ring is the singles outer ring. The next ring is the triples ring. The next ring is the inner ring, singles ring, inner singles. And that's more like a po pointy pie-shaped piece. And then you have two bullseyes. You have a, an outer bullseye and an inner bullseye. And the bullseye is round. And the outer bullseye is the equivalent of points is 25 points, and the inner one is 50. Then the inner one, the, circumf the circumference is much smaller, so it's harder to get 50 points. However, on this board, you can actually set up the whole bullseye to be 50 points if you want. And I know that our league in particular is very used to hit having that whole bullseye area be 50 points. So you have a choice of having it the outer being 25 and the inner being 50, or the whole thing being 50. Now, how far are you standing away from this when you throw at it? Approximately a little over seven feet. Okay. About, you know, seven and a half feet or so. Okay. Um, so you are standing a little bit of a ways. We do have a runner that we throw in with the board so that you can kind of line up against your wall or attach to a stand if you have the board on the stand. The board can be both on the stand or wall mounted. Um, and you would pull the runner out and there's a tow board at the end which is a, a longish kind of uh, almost squarish shaped piece of wood but long. And you line your feet up with that board and you can throw directly at the dartboard. Um, the front panel is set up so that at the bottom of the panel are the eight keys I talked about. Um, and like I said, the leftmost key is the help key. Then you go left arrow, down arrow, up arrow, right arrow, 
unused key, change player key, and then a little bit up and to the right, although this will this will be different on the regular boards, we're putting the change player there, but there's a stats key. Um, and then the, the speaker is kind of up above, the speakers are up above that. So that's kind of what the dartboard looks like. Most people have probably seen, if they haven't seen an electronic board, they may have seen a, a kind of cork type board. You know, the mm -hmm. old-fashioned dart boards sure. where you threw the steel tip darts. Right, right. <laughs> um, these you don't throw steel tip at. These are, they're used, um, soft tip darts are used for these. Okay. So. So it doesn't hurt as bad if you get No, no, <laughs> it won't puncture as far. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and um, the, the software is recorded voice plus the speech chip. chip. The hardware, who my trusty partner Tomo did a wonderful job with, who does this kind of thing, quality insurance, and he did the hardware. We we have almost all of our own hardware in there except for the display hardware and, and then, you know, actually the how the games are played hardware. Mm -hmm. But we did all the games that we wanted to be in there and and told it how, you know, what the rules were, et cetera, et cetera. Now, um... I'm assuming like the this this is going to really show you how much I know about darts. Okay. Okay, go for I'm, it. I'm assuming like if 301 is that like 301 points. That's that, right. That, that's a that's a game. That's and, right. And then 501 would be 501 points. That's correct. So so then uh, I believe you said the top one was like 700 and something. There's a 701 and a 901. Okay. And then with the other, so so that would I guess it would be whoever gets first to the, the the whatever that number is. And the op the object is which the help key would tell you if you hit the help on it. Um, it would tell you the object of this game is to get to zero the fastest. You know, so let's say you're starting at seven oh one. You have okay. um, some some teams will say okay we're playing fourteen rounds on this one. So 14 rounds, meaning you're throwing each, throwing three darts per round, all right? So you would have 14 rounds of throwing three darts per round to get to zero from 701. And you want to get exactly to zero, not over zero. So um, it's whoever gets there or the lowest first would be the winner. Okay. And like I said, each game does give a rule, you know, the, the short, both short and lengthy versions of rules on how to play them. So it's one of the few games that actually has the instruction manuals in the board. Okay. So we've got the instructions in the board. You've got um, the, the, when you were talking about the, the buttons, uh, I, I see you and you were showing me that the, Actually, like the help button, there's a raised print H. There's a raised letter H. By the help, and then there was... Uh, a raised left arrow. Yeah, the arrows are raised yep. next to the button. And then I discovered when you were talking about the 10 and the, the 20 and that, I actually found a 20, I believe. <laughs> you put, Yes. Actually, that I can't take credit for that. I'd like to, but... Most, a lot of dartboards that you'll see in the bars have raised numbers around the board. Oh, okay. So you can actually go up to a board, usually, and feel around the board and feel those. 
the molding was all the company arachnids that they did. Um, we just did the different face plate to make it more accessible okay. and the accessible menus. There's also a statistics key. Um, the stats key is really great. Let's say you have six or seven people playing on the board, or it doesn't even have to be. Let's say you're playing, David, and you get interrupted. Somebody calls you and has the audacity to interrupt you playing your dart game. Well, shame on them. I know. And then you go answer the phone, and then you forget, oh, crap. How much, how, what did I have? I, you don't remember what round you were on? Sure. So you can hit the statistics key. David. Your score is 103. Round 2. Press the change player button. So it told you, you're at the end of round 2, your score is 103, and you need to press the change player button to resume to go to your third round. Okay. So that would give you the statistics for everyone who was playing. If you were, you know, let's say you had three or four of you, sure. and you got kind of caught up in bantering or whatever people do when they're drinking, eating, and playing darts or having a good time. And you might say, well, who's next or where were we? And you can press the statistics key, and you can get who's next, where you were, who had the most points, and who had the highest ton actually will come up here too. Um, there is also, and, and I will tell you, and I'll talk about these leagues in a minute, but when we play um, in some of the leagues, one of the things that I've seen is people will and do occasionally go out of turn. Somebody forgets. Oh, sure. You know, you're not. all lined up. You're, me <laughs> you're messing not. around. You're having fun. And somebody goes out of turn. And then you hear the round. You think, what? Wait a minute. This is... This isn't the round I thought it was. Wait a minute. It's not your turn. Wait. Oh, crumb. You've just thrown a dart you shouldn't have thrown. So we have what's called the history function. History. And actually, you can go and take a point away or a dart away. Inside. Head. Four. O'clock. Round. Two. David. Dart. Two. Your score is 99. You don't have 103 anymore, David. Oh, wow. So we took <laughs> we took one of the darts away because that person went out of turn. And you can do their whole round, take it away, so that you can hit the change player again and get back in the sink, and the next person can go who was supposed to go. Okay. Is this something an individual can afford? or? Yes. What are, um, we, what are we talking we're about? We're talking four ninety nine for the board. Okay. Um, and the stands, we have a stand that's $40 for the stand. Um, but they are wall-mountable as well. So you don't have to have it on a stand. It's just a matter of having it on a stand is nice because let's say you want that wall for other purposes and you're just setting up for a fun night. Okay. You can always take it down and, you know, okay. put it back up later. The stand is very nice because it's portable, collapsible. You know, you can take it apart, put it together. It's light. It's not a heavy cabinet. Now, is the stand, is that something that sits on the floor, or does it sit on a table? It, it stands on the floor, okay. and then you put the dartboard into the upper part of the stand okay. and screw it in. And then about how high is that? It's a little bit higher than the dartboard is the top of the stand. But I but mean, how high is, it, is the dartboard? The dartboard will be, um, the bullseye will be 68 inches from the ground, uh -huh. just like you are supposed to measure and have okay. it that way. So let's talk about leagues, which is why I decided to do this. I am, I am now the president of the league, the Twin Cities Minneapolis Dart League, um, the Audio Dart League, that is. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of fun. 
it, that league has been going for probably 20 years. When these boards came out, the league, in fact, Minnesota was the first um, state to start an audio dart league. Um, and it's grown and shrunk over the years. We generally carry about 30 people in the league. Um, it's been much larger to certain years. We have it open to everyone. The, just because it's an audio dart league, and this goes for all the leagues that I know of. I know of a couple other leagues. Um, there's one in Pittsburgh. There's one in Delaware. There's other places that ha pop up with these dart tournaments that I'm just finding out about. I'm amazed when I find out about them because I, I generally don't hear about them. But um, we generally open it to anyone. The only requirement is that everyone must wear a blindfold. <laughs> that is makes everyone on the same playing ground. Um, rather, you're sight or blind. Even if you can't see it all, you must have a blindfold on. Now, <clears throat> we do have something in the leagues or in the when we hold tournaments because we do hold yearly tournaments. And the Twin Cities tournament this year will be the first weekend in February, everyone. So if you're interested. We invite, we do have people who come all the way from Pittsburgh, actually, to attend that tournament. We invite anybody to come. It lasts a whole weekend. There are money prizes, of course. Um, and we play down, you know, we pay down to fourth place. So we generally have first, second, third, and fourth for every game that we pay, play. We generally have about five games that we play that weekend. Um, so... What happens is we have spotters at these tournaments. Now, the spotters generally won't tell you, you know, what you've hit because the board will tell you what you've hit. But the spotters may tell you, let's say you miss a, a dart. <clears throat> let's say you, it hits, it, it would make a thump like that, but you hear nothing on the audio part, which generally means you've hit the outside of the parameter, not the part that speaks. So they might say, you're off at 5 o'clock, or you're, you know, off at 3 o'clock. And, or, you know, they might say, you're off at the 10, if that's what you understand. Maybe you understand that 10 is approximately 3 o'clock or so. And <clears throat> they might tell you that. Um, or they'll tell you the clock if you'd rather have. Generally, then, what you'll know is how to adjust. Okay, I'm throwing too much right. I'm going to adjust my hand and my arm so that I can throw more center. So that's how that's done. Um, now, do the, uh, while I'm thinking about, does the darts do, do, do the darts come with the board, or is that so there are um, n all of the people in our dart league that I know of? They all buy their own darts because we oh, play every week. All right. We've always played. You know, people <laughs> who play in the league play every week. Um, they they like their a little bit heavier of a dart, the feel of it. Two sets of darts generally come with the board, or at least a set, um, so that when you get your board, you'll you'll get a set of darts. That doesn't mean they're the best darts. It just means that that's a good practice set for you to have and be able to throw at the board. But if you get serious, I would suggest you go pick up a nice set of darts, not steel tip, soft tip. Um, and actually, David... There were some darts around here <laughs> that had um, that, so you could see that what the soft tip feel like. They feel basically like bar darts. They do have a tip. They will um, 
send a little bit of a sting in you if they hit you. Generally, most people don't walk in front of people throwing darts. Uh, probably, but, probably but, not a good but idea. Mo- yeah. But they're not steel-tipped, so they won't, you know. So you say when you, when, you, when, you, when you start to get serious about this, uh, you, you get like the... the you the, want a little nicer, the nicer play, type of the, darts. Like the, the sighted golf player, you know, you go get your own, own darts. Right. And even you, then, they're generally your own, uh, right. ten, ten, ten iron or whatever. Right, um, <laughs> and and generally that even if you go get your own, they're not that expensive. You're talking probably twenty bucks or you know depending okay. on you can get nice, cool, fancy darts ones that the shafts light up and they're really cool. You can put however much money into them you want, okay. just like most other sports. But they're very economical in general, just to get a nice set of sixteen gram you know darts. Now, is there is there generally a certain number of games that you would play in a? Uh, how am I how am I trying to say this? Like, if you were, you you say you play one once a week or something. The, the Twin Cities Dark League gets together once a week in various places. <clears throat> they rotate. There's about three different places we're located right now that we will um, get together. And they play six games that night. Okay. And they play each, you know, they play against another team. And then okay. we keep track of who wins that night, how many games people win, who zeroes out, who has the lowest score, who gets the most tons or the highest tons. And a ton, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know that, is anything over 100 points. Is called a ton. Mm. So. Okay, because I thought maybe a ton was like who ate the most. <laughs> I figured you were kind of thinking along. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> that's what that's all about, and they keep track of different statistics like that, and that actually is very similar to how it goes in the sighted leagues as well. Okay. Our league happens to be made up about approximately. Is usually made up about half sighted and half blind. Okay. Um, other leagues around the place will <coughs> vary to how many blind and how many sighted they have. Okay. We have a website <coughs> that people can go to to find out more about darts and this dartboard, the Audio Dart Master. Um, it is audiodartmaster.com. Okay. And if you would like to email, if you have any questions, you may email me at audiodartmaster at tcq.net. I hope to soon have um, the how to set up a league on the website. Um, uh, that will give, I hope, much more you know, people cause and want, desire to try to do such a thing. And my real goal <clears throat> when I was doing this dartboard with Tomo was not just to, you know, have a dartboard out there that we can, since all the all of our dartboards are starting to break, that we can keep our leagues going, but also to have the leagues grow. Um, playing darts is something that a lot of people like to do and is quite, can be fairly competitive if you want it to be. And I always liked the idea of us playing with sighted people you know, there are people who shoot darts out there who can't see at all, who are, you know, very good. And 
there are the average players just like there are the average sighted players. And so my real goal was to do more of the intermingling, you know, to be get people more social, to get people out, to have more involvement and have these boards out in the clubs or community centers more so people can be more involved with each other. Okay. <coughs> uh, well, and so you're maybe thinking uh, one of these days it'll be the National Blind <laughs> Dart League. I would love to be have and the National that, Blind Dart uh, League. You know, the <coughs> last Sunday in January they'll have their annual Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. right. All That's right. right. That sounds cool. Um, there are certainly big national sided leagues. Okay. We should do the same. Sure. Why not? Okay. Well, this this is all really pretty kind of <laughs> neat. I would like to just throw a thank you out to DMI. They've been very good about working with us, and um, this is actually this is um, an arachnid board, but DMI does make it. Um, and so they've made the board itself. We've just made it accessible. So Now, and, and the boards are available now? The boards will be being released in November. In November. That's not very far away. Sometime okay. in November. I'm not going to give an exact date because that will do me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but during the month of November, and I will certainly announce on the website, I, as I said, hope to have it a little bit. It is certainly accessible. So you can go on and read about the history of the boards, um, what's going on. You can also read about the when I'm going to go to a convention. I was just at, actually, the Texas ACB convention to demo this board. Um, I'm planning on being on the, in the Ohio convention in November. And although, well, I have hopes to hit one more between November and now. We'll just have to see if I can get in still. But you, you'll be able to find it at audiodartmaster.com. Um, we'll have a list of the different conventions that I've, I'm planning on going to when I a little bit before I go to them. So. And then be sure you let me know when it's out so I can announce on, uh, uh, on the radio where that it's available. Absolutely. And uh, so... Uh, for those of you who think you might be interested, you might want to go out and check out the website. You can always send an email uh, to Sam if you have questions. And um, for those of you who think you want one, uh, you know, it's never too late or never too early. You know, this is, this <coughs> is the first program in October. You know, it's not that far away till December. So, you know, That's right. you might want to think about uh, if this is something for your wish list. Christmas. Yes, right. that, that time is coming. And, so. you know, it's really cool, David. It, one of the things I see in the league is we have dart players with all abilities. There are people, and people will say, well, I don't know if I can hit the board, or I don't know if I'm consistent at hitting the board. It really doesn't matter because you just need to practice. That's all it takes with anything. And what a better way to do it than being at, in your house practicing and practicing. Sure. And then you get some people together practicing and you get pointers from people, what you can do. And before you know it, you're hitting the board really well. Oh, 
you know, we all started from not being able to hit the board or having to pick up two out of every three of our darts. Believe me, (laughs) some of us are still there. (laughs) Yeah, I think I can remember when I was, you know, one hit the board out of three. Yes. You know, maybe. And and it gets better as you practice. And that, that is a promise? That is a promise. Okay. Practice makes You heard perfect. that. It's a promise. <laughs> That's right. It always, but you have to practice. You can't okay. just say, all right, I'm just going to go throw occasionally. And, okay. But practice will make you better. Okay. So uh, you, you would say probably, oh, um, an, an evening at darts would be, you know, what, two, three hours or something like well, that? Well, even or, just, you know, you know half hour, 40 minutes sure. of shooting. Yeah. You know, I you don't have to spend a time. I didn't. Yeah. And but I mean, like if you but, were going to be in a league, uh, you, you know, you probably. But if you if you're going to be in a league, the league will generally last you like they last you two or three hours a, a week. Okay. That's what it generally okay. takes, and it's like anything. If sure. you're in a bowling league, like the bowlers will understand that you spend sure. a couple hours bowling on a Saturday or whatever you do, and that's your week of recreation. You know, yeah. or that's what you do. Yeah. Um, but you know that if you occasionally go and throw a ball and practice, sure. you will be much better on that Saturday. Okay. So that's how that works. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, about the board or the Let's see. or whatever? I just hope people will um, have fun with it and um, give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. We're going to try to get audio clips of the board up on the website within the month of October. That's my goal. Um, it should have about 10 games, maybe a little more, when we come out with it. And like I said, all the games will be competitive with the games that are out there now on the dartboards. And I hope people will take this as an advantage to be, you know, social, to make new friends, to do something fun and to, you know, grow their activities more. It's, it's a lot of fun to do. Now, let's say somebody is out there, and, um, of course, we're, we're, we're broadcasting all over the United States, uh, in addition to Minnesota. So, <clears throat> let's say somebody's sitting out there, um, oh, I don't know, um, just, just pop something off the top of my head. We'll say Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they're saying, well, I don't know how to find... A dart league. Is there any way to find out? Is there a central place somebody can go? I haven't found that yet, but I'm starting to put information about the dart leagues that I find on the website. Okay. So there will be, for instance, we'll have a link to our Minnesota Dart League on the website. We will actually have information, because I don't know that they have a website, but we'll have information and contacts on who to contact Um, For the Pittsburgh one, there's a Delaware one. I found out there is a a gentleman in southern Texas that gets together once a year. He's done it for the last seven years, and I didn't even know. He gets about 50 or 60 blind and visually impaired people together and has a tournament for a day or something like that. And he pays money prizes, too. Um, And a lot of these tournaments do. That's what they do. You pay X amount to... His, his you don't even um, pay to join I think you just mm-hmm. somebody sponsors okay. him but we have X amount of people that pay you know to go to the tournament mm-hmm. that's how most tournaments work 
And then the money that they've fundraised, fundraised and have people have paid in, they put in for prizes so that, you know, first, second, third, and fourth players of each game will win those money okay. prizes. All right. So, I w- again, the website is? AudioDartMaster.com. And you can email me at AudioDartMaster at TCQ.net. And if you don't know uh, of a league around or you would be interested in starting a league, I'm sure you could probably email Sam and mm-hmm. she can probably help get you started and nope, give you the I can right try information. To give you, guide you through it. Also, I do want to encourage people, if you know of a league, which is highly possible that people know of a group that gets together and plays weekly, maybe you're just kind of an, a casual group sure. that plays... You know, maybe you do once a month or something or whatever you do. And I don't know about you. Please tell me because we like to kind of get, keep in contact with each other so we can invite each other to tournaments and things like that. Sounds good. Sounds good. And, uh, again, the the price of a person is interested is going to be... four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. And I don't think she meant four dollars and ninety nine. No, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I, did, I didn't think so. So, uh, if you could see the size of the board, I would say it seems like to me that's a that's a pretty reasonable price for the size of the board and all the ten ten different games and so forth. That seems like pretty pretty good price. Thank you. Yeah. So, well, thank you for for coming and talking to us about. The, the board and about the leagues and so forth and I'll be we'll be looking forward to hearing when it's actually available mm-hmm. and I'll be looking forward to teaching you how to play darts David oh you just never know <laughs> you just never know it might happen okay and we'll wind it up with that That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of Jeff Bishop and the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.